The Football Show on Off The Ball. With Sky. Watch Premier League, Women's Super League, EFL, Scottish Premiership and much more. Live on Sky Sports. I'm prepared to end it my can. Well, do it then. Do it then. What about your start to the game? I was, it wasn't bad, was it? <laughs> Why should it be an honest answer be a mistake? How can a modern day manager not have a mobile phone? Why should he? Oh. Now then, you're welcome along to The Football Show. Very happy to say Kenny Cunningham has been in for the evening. He's had a great time. A great time, would you say, Kenny? I put words in my mouth, Joe. <laughs> An adequate time? Especially not thousands. <laughs> We're getting you the taxi home, made you a cup of tea. I mean, that's about the height of it. You're chatting snooker to Ken Doherty. He doesn't get any better than that, surely. Yeah, he's a good lad, Ken. Got a lot of time from yeah. And we've been watching events from the Bernabeu. Real Madrid nil, Manchester City nil. So still 4-3 on aggregate. I don't want to make you overly repeat yourself. You weren't blown away by the first half in terms of quality, but I suppose there's still lots of tension and intensity about the game and... It's not a bad watch either. Yeah, but they should be level. Uh, start to the second half. Madrid's tip off. The ball's just been floated over the head of Cancelo. I don't know what he was doing. He's running up the pitch when he should be running backwards. Um, Danny Carvajal's just like sprinted past him. Knocked the ball first time across the six-yard box. All the Manchester City defenders just race him back in there. Cole Walker actually done really well. Narrowed up and uh, prevented Benzema from getting a tap in. And the ball then has just fallen to Vinicius at the back post under no pressure. It's bouncing up off the ground, don't get me wrong, but he's had an eternity to seize it up and just make a good contact and find the target. He's kind of sliced it wide. Mm. Best chance of the game so far. Great opportunity for Madrid to get themselves uh, back on equal terms. Would you say either side has dominated? No, no. No, uh, not at all. Both sides have kind of huffed and puffed. Lack of quality, really, is probably what I said. First half, disappointing, to be honest with you. I mean, you could argue with the game, with tense, you know, what's at stake and all, all that type of thing. But no, you would expect actually more quality from both of these teams. Particularly when I'm talking about quality, I'm talking about in possession in terms of kind of quality of the pass and some of the combination play, etc. They just haven't been good enough to need a team to fashion too many clear-cut uh, opportunities. So... Yeah, a little bit underwhelming first half, but the second half's been better. Certainly from Real Madrid, the intensity's been better. And like I said, they've had that one great chance and Man City have got away with one. Why is it that the Man City midfield totally outplayed Madrid in the first leg and it just hasn't happened at all this evening, do you think? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's probably quite a long conversation. I mean, I'm, I'm, I haven't played as well, haven't moved the ball as well. Uh, haven't been as accurate with, with their uh, pass and uh, the movement ahead of the ball hasn't been as good from all those you know little small drop-offs and all those things Joe have a yeah. have a real kind of impact I'm watching Vinicius here again driving uh, Diaz into the box Ooh, it was back to Modric edge of the area and he volleyed it with his left foot and it was blocked and went up in the air and Ederson came for it and spilled it and just for a moment there you thought it could have been a serious spill. Man City get away from it. Get away with it. Maybe that's the tension you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, panicking, isn't it? Edison came out and cleared out Diaz there. And then they've they've given the ball away again on the edge of their penalty box, having to defend another cross into the box, kind of scrambling. A little bit desperate defending here for Manchester City. This is where they don't want to be mm. against this Real Madrid team, getting penned into their last third for long periods. See, ordinarily you'd say, oh, well, Man City are just going to get the ball and keep the ball now and take the sting out of the occasion. But even just there, they won it back and gave it away so cheaply by comparison with how they would usually keep the ball. Yeah, I agree with you totally. Yeah, and there's no... um it's not as if you can look at that midfield three. Nothing's changed really. Rodri is a decent, you know, decent ball player, like t- decent te- technical ability. Doesn't get embarrassed with the ball at his feet and De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva. We know how good they are in those central positions. But give Madrid a little bit of credit at times in terms of 
you know, when they give it away, that kind of counter press a little bit to get it back. But even still, you'd expect City to be better than that. Still say Foden's looking sharp. Like, he looks as if he's actually playing that central role now and Jesus has drifted over to the left-hand side. I think that happened second half of the first half, to, uh, to be honest with you. Now, he's looking sharp, Foden, but he's been starved a little bit of the ball. You know, going back to what we're saying about Man City, not really dominating possession as they normally would do, you know, and getting their front three and their two number eights into the ball, into the game as often as possible, you know, plenty of possession. Mm. They've all been starved a little bit and certainly the opening, well, five, ten minutes of the second half, it's kind of been Madrid a little bit on the front foot in the ascendancy. Yeah. On Man City's bench, amongst others, they have Sterling, they have Grealish, we saw Fernandinho warming up at halftime. I'm not sure, is there an injury there? They have Gundogan. Zinchenko's on the bench, I suppose, which is at least some backup for uh, full-back cover if Kyle Walker can't make it through the full 90. Is there someone there to change the flow of this game that's jumping out to you? Not necessarily. If you were saying there's someone on the bench, you're talking about them not being able to dominate and that's kind of central area, but who they're going to bring off the bench. not going to bring necessarily Fernandino on to do that. He's not necessarily let me, that. Let me throw one at you. Man City here in much the same way that an Aston Villa would need someone on the half turn halfway line an out ball Jack Grealish there on the halfway line that they could give it to and maybe get turned and running at Madrid might give them a bit of an out I wouldn't say Jesus has been massively affected yeah yeah tonight. well they're not going to get Grealish in that like uh, central three area pitch if he's going to come on he's going to come on that left of a three isn't he high up the pitch I think if you're talking about wrestling initiative uh, of the game and dictating you're probably looking at those three you know uh, those three central midfield players so for me they're actually on the pitch you know Rodri Bernardo Silva and De Bruyne there's enough experience and quality there now those three between themselves have got to start demanding the ball uh, off people look at that dreadful ball there yeah just Walker Walker square ball straight across midfield Madrid could be in here better touch from Vinicius Man City get away with it again yeah, so that, that type of thing has been too many of those kind of misplaced uh, passes, isn't there? So, yeah, De Bruyne now in particular has got to be the vocal now in terms of demanding more from there, giving good information, getting into areas of the pitch where he can receive the ball and start dictating things himself. Bernardo Silva, they're good enough to do that. I don't necessarily think the, the answer's on the, on the bench. You could argue maybe, yeah, potentially... You know, maybe Sterling on left of a three ahead of Jesus. You've mentioned uh, Jack Grealish. Potentially Gundogan could come in there at the expense of Bernardo Silva in that kind of, um, you know, advanced number eight position. Oh, great ball. De Bruyne to Foden. Couldn't get turned. Oh, it was a lovely ball. De Bruyne hasn't done a huge amount. Yeah, so it's there, isn't it? Yeah. You can see it, De Bruyne. He got that. We know he's got that. He's just got to get himself on the ball more. And that's not just only him. I think that's Rodri who's playing at that deep line position he's got to want to get on the ball and, and break the lines with his pass and get the Bruyne and Bernardo Silva on the ball a little bit higher up the pitch as well Are you seeing a tiredness in Man City or Liverpool at the moment? No, certainly not seeing it in uh, Liverpool I know they didn't play well f- uh, first half against Villarreal last night but I didn't think that was a, a, a tiredness necessarily uh, creeping into their play mm. Maybe a little bit of small position uh, uh, impression, a little bit of legginess maybe in that first half. Manchester maybe might be a little bit of a stretch, uh, Joe, to be on the switcher. But it's an, it's an, not an awkward f- for Guardiola. Nil all, they're still still a goal ahead. So it's one of them. Do you preempted the away? Do you wait till that first goal is conceded? As very often is the case with managers, and then they think, yeah. now I've got to make the change. Or sometimes, which is the bold decision, a bolder decision, and you leave yourself a little bit more open for criticism. You make the the substitution now whether that substitution is 
yeah, just a, a big substitution would be you talking about Ferrandino coming on. Might be uh, Ferrandino on uh, Bernardo uh, Silva off and go to a an orthodox midfield two, him and Rodri yeah. in there and play De Bruyne as a ten, which he often does in the central area. Because the clock becomes their friend as it goes on. That's the dynamic here. It was interesting. You could see when Madrid had the ball in their own half, Pep was really gesturing to Mares to come on, get up, get up, get up and press. So you definitely, you get this sense from Pep even watching on the sideline. He just feels they're a little bit too much on the back foot, a little bit reactive instead of proactive and, and not putting Madrid under enough pressure because the 10, 15 minutes of this half, Madrid have knocked the ball around under very little pressure, all things considered. So it's interesting. Uh, this title race is rather incredible at the moment. I presume you're enjoying the football, are you? You know, like we all go through peaks and troughs with our football. I think everyone's enjoying it at the moment. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The contest between the front two, obvious, you know, obviously that's obviously the case. And even kind of that last Champions League spot, which you know, generally speaking, we're going to be getting overly excited about. Oh. I think that's like caught for a little bit as well, isn't it? Particularly the contest now, as it looks like between Spurs and. And Arsenal, the fact they've got the North London derby coming up over the next uh, week or so. And yeah, so that's, and it, you know, Spurs play Liverpool. Uh, I give you the fixtures, weekend. actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. So yeah. Saturday, 7 45, interestingly. Yeah, it's a late one, which for me even heightens it even more. Oh, Evening kickoff Saturday, exactly, yeah. exactly. Seven forty-five kickoff on a Saturday, I think. Oof, I and that's Liverpool's biggest game for me between now and the, if they can get over. I know they go to Aston Villa like uh, yes. away n- uh, next week. Saturday, Spurs at Anfield, 7.45. Then Tuesday, 8 o'clock, Villa Park. Then Saturday, FA Cup final, Chelsea. Yeah. And then Tuesday... Southampton I mean, away. Oof, Southampton away. Where, well done, yeah. Kenny. And then Wolves at home. Final day of the season, Wolves at home. Yeah. So I, I think the last the last two games, Liverpool last three... I think they'd be if they if they go. I've said it a few weeks ago. I felt they've got to get through the next couple, and that includes uh, that's Tottenham really at the weekend, and there's still a point behind. So I think City have the slightly harder run in the last three games. I think West Ham away, Wolves away for me, Manchester City, and then I know Aston Villa home last game of the season <laughs> doesn't seem enough, but I just can't. I just can't that picture in Steven Gerrard walking out of the. <laughs> Uh, Etihad you know wearing that like Liverpool jersey underneath the suit a bit like Superman Clark Kent yeah. you, you know you know, heavy irony there if he was to go there with Aston Villa and take points off seat I mean that would be just Hollywood stuff wouldn't it if that was to happen you know finally Liverpool won the league for Liverpool that's what I'm saying finally winning the league for Liverpool as Aston Villa manager that would be the headline I mean that's what it could but that's how I see I might be wrong City might win every single game but this is but the game Saturday night for Liverpool is massive I can't wait because Spurs at the moment you know defensively solid they are they're going to have to play a game Spurs which they want to play ideally Conte wants to play in terms of taking a step back towards the 18 drawn teams on and looking to hit them on the counter-attack with that, with that front three Kulishevsky Son and Kane he, he want, he's inviting teams onto his team I want you to commit your full-backs as high up the pitch as you can I want I want to play 2v2 against your opposition centre-halves and Liverpool will go yeah we'll do that yeah. we'll, we'll gladly do that can't not be a good game can it yeah so I think that's fascinating if Liverpool can tiptoe the way uh, through that game I still think you know, a lot of people say, well, see, you've got the, you know, the, the point I'll give you advantage, City. But they have, so Newcastle, you said at home, that's on Sunday. Well, it's Wolves. Uh, Wolves away on the Wednesday. Yeah. So they, Liverpool will have played first on the Tuesday and then Wolves host City on the Wednesday. Then West Ham away. They're two tough games. And then, as you said, Aston Villa. I mean, I did wonder at the weekend, 
Newcastle away was very tricky for Liverpool on the face of it. I thought Ellen Road, evening <laughs> kickoff, bit of rain, desperate for points at yeah. Ellen Road. I thought that would be more of a banana <laughs> And I know it wasn't a 4 0 yeah. game. No, it wasn't a 4 0 right? No, I didn't see that with myself. I just thought Leeds still a little bit too loose, wouldn't have enough. Right. Uh, from Manchester City uh, to be honest I've always felt for a while City looked it's it's West Ham away and Wolves away now I know Wolves like gave up a few goals the other day against Brighton the manager was a bit critical of them but generally speaking yeah. uh, defensively they're, they're solid you know that kind of back five the screen in front and they can hurt you they can hurt you in counter attack they got real speed and uh, dynamism in that team Powden's uh, up top uh, uh, Neto in particular, can really get at you on counter. So, they're the two games for me. City need to be need to be right at it. Mm. I wanted to ask you as well. You've been in periods, I'm sure, in your career where it looked not quite going, admittedly, for league titles or Champions League finals. But periods where you're in a groove and you're going along, and you're either fighting relegation or you're pushing for something, and you're in a groove, and you're in a groove, and you're in a groove. I do wonder with both Liverpool and City they've played so many games there's bound to be knocks and injuries and tiredness but adrenaline is getting them through and just the sense of occasion about the whole thing is getting them through you do wonder if a defeat say City for instance this evening lost to Madrid I do wonder if some kind of defeat almost sucks all the air out of the thing and a little bit akin to Arsenal after the invincible run there's a bit of a hangover and like you could even go off a cliff at touch. Yeah, I think it's a fair point because people n- normally make the argument and there's an argument for it in terms of, you know, if you stay in all the competitions Liverpool has, you're going to suffer eventually. Physically, it's too much uh, commitment. Physically, you're going, to, you're going to drop off. It's going to catch up with you at some time. But I've, I always felt there's an opposite argument uh, in terms of by staying in all of these competitions, just that kind of that buzz. Yeah that adrenaline rush Liverpool have it a bit obviously have it at the moment still in all, all the competitions everybody's getting the game time he has to rotate the squad nobody's feeling left out everybody's playing their part everybody's uh, uh, pushing each other mm. so for me it's having the opposite effect on Liverpool it's actually driving them staying in all the competitions has actually uh, been a help for me you could argue it the opposite way in Liverpool, in Liverpool's case and I think you're right Manchester City if they were to lose tonight they're in a decent position at the moment but they lose this game tonight I think for them in particular with their history in this competition and Guardiola in particular that's huge well I think psychologically. Guardiola the air gets sucked out yeah again. exactly so for me you can't make the argument I'll see you lose tonight they don't have to worry about a Champions League Cup final I mean that's a pretty weak argument then isn't it yeah. I think there's real almost psychological damage there and there's a real um, uh, ob- not an obligation but the, uh, the manager has a real job in his hands in terms of kind of motivating the players but emotionally getting, you know, mentally psychologically getting them back in the place where they need to be for those remaining games that we just uh, that we just spoke about mm. 64 minutes on the clock Real Madrid nil Man City nil it was interesting uh, there was a break in play and Mares was over in the touchline pointing out some tactical issue or other or, you know, decision he doesn't like having to make at the moment to Guardiola in this game and Guardiola's gesturing back and there's an exchange of words. I wouldn't say either walked away like, oh, we've solved it. <laughs> it was like, just sort of, just do something. So uh, this is a tough night for City, but we did say the clock will become their friend. 64 minutes on the clock now. Uh, still plenty of time left when it's Real Madrid at the Bernabeu. On Ancelotti, I was defending him there in the last hour. You were saying bit overrated <laughs> no I'm, I'm, I'm misrepresenting I'm misrepresenting so Ancelotti has become the first ever manager to win all five major European leagues Premier League Serie A La Liga Bundesliga Ligue 1 if he wins the Champions League this season he'll have the most Champions Leagues in history he'll overtake Bob Paisley and Zidane who are on three 
So uh, considering the CV, there is no doubt he's one of the uh, forgotten managers. I think if you said to a lot of football fans, give me your top three managers in Europe. Yeah. Pep and Klopp straight off the tongue and then depends on your persuasion. Maybe you say Simeone, maybe you say someone else. I just think people would be like, would forget him. And then you'd be saying, what about Ancelotti? And I go, oh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I Why is right. that, do you think? Why is I think that? You're right. well, it's, well, it's, it's all about the here and the now, I think, sometimes with football, isn't it? I suppose if you, if you think of his last couple of seasons. Just won the league and he's in Champions League semi final. Yeah, but prior to arriving the Real Madrid this season, it was yeah. like he'd pitched up at Everton. Prior to that, you had yeah. that season at uh, Napoli. Napoli. There was a little bit of transition going on uh, there at the time. Obviously, there wasn't a huge amount of success, success of both of those uh, football clubs. So, so it doesn't take long, does it? A couple of well, years. Like before that, Bayern and the reports from Bayern were the players I don't know how true it was were almost organising side training sessions because the intensity post Guardiola of Ancelotti <laughs> was not all that impressive to them they felt we're not we're not doing what we should be here well I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they weren't the, the training sessions weren't to the say level like the, the intensity maybe that Guardiola but every manager is different not exactly sure not exactly sure there's a right or, or a wrong you know you know Guardiola demands 100% every day in training um, that's the right that's the right way suddenly now that's the right when somebody takes a slightly different approach maybe trusts his players a little bit more maybe doesn't demand so much from, from a Monday to Friday yeah. but says look yeah I appreciate that's fine yeah second gear that's good as long as Saturday I need you where I need that, that type that's a little bit now old school some people would say oh, that's dinosaur stuff like you know what I mean yeah. but I still I, st- I still think there's a there's a that can play a part in the modern game I think it's it's man management I think. and what I w- will say about Ancelotti he's he's one of those men very rarely over the years I've picked up a paper when he's left a football club I've heard a negative comment from too many of his uh, ex-players I mean, generally speaking, they very they speak very well about him. Not necessarily, Joe. You've mentioned there about this lad from a tactical point of view. He just absolutely blows us away yeah. in terms of the information that he's given us. Overload. Just this fellow's just amazing on a different planet. But just in terms of his is how he manages players, how he treats uh, people, seems to have a really good relationship. Not just a professional, but on a personal level with his players. There's real empathy there with them. Like even those celebrations. Only I know it's only a small thing during the week when they won the league. You could see him really enjoying the company of his players. Like in the moment, there was no detachment there between him and the and the playing squad. And I think that's always been the case with him. The players, I think they respect him as a as a coach, as a manager. But I think as a person. Uh, I think they really enjoy his company as well. There's a healthy amount of respect, and I think, I think that matters. It's a simple thing to say, but I think all of the players they like him sure. as a person. They really like him, and I think, it's I amazing. think that can make a difference at various points during this. I think you find you dig a little bit deeper, Joe. I've always found, yeah, you, when a manager like that is in the dressing room at certain moments, big moments during the season, sitting you down at halftime or whatever, and he asks for a bit more I think subconsciously you dig a little bit deeper for him interesting rather than somebody yeah he's smart he switched on but not a huge amount of emotional connection here it's a strange one isn't it but I think but I think that's just a that's a human thing I think that's a natural thing we'd all do Tony Krosoff Rodrigo is on 68 minutes on the clock can I ask a question now and this is like I think you'll regard this as a real media nonsensey kind of question as someone who's played the game so bear with me right because what I would say about Ancelotti if you compare him to again Pep or Klopp I feel if you look at Pep in particular and Klopp to a lesser extent but I think if you look at some of their teams across the years be it Dortmund as well as Liverpool or any of Pep's teams if you didn't know they were the manager you'd have a stab at guessing 
who was in charge of that team just by the way they played across a given game. Whereas Ancelotti, maybe it's to his credit that he hasn't been stuck to one rigid way of playing, be it Milan or Chelsea or Real Madrid. You'd look at an Ancelotti team and think, there's nothing particularly innovative or extreme or eye-catching about this team. It's just all good, solid football-by-numbers stuff. And I think that probably goes against him as well in this era where, quote-unquote, philosophies are the rage and they're celebrated and they're talked about. And I think with Ancelotti, he doesn't almost have like an MO in the media. Like you said, Pep, you can list off the things, you Klopp list off things. Say Ancelotti, what's Ancelotti football? He almost doesn't have it and it goes against him. And I think maybe that's a touch unfair for sure, but I think that's part of it. Yeah, but yeah, but I wouldn't buy into that. Um, I didn't think you would. I didn't think you would. <laughs> yeah, so you've made the point that... Um, you know, he, 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 you wouldn't look at his sides and think uh, that's necessarily an Ancelotti team. He plays yeah. different ways, tactical setup. But I'd, I'd uh, turn that on his head and say, for me, well, that's you're talking about his, his strength there. You're talking about somebody who's very flexible in terms of how the tactical setup of his team. And do you, and he is flexible, is he? I think he is. Yeah, if you look at the teams, that the, the clubs that you've mentioned over a long period of time, there's not one fixed. Uh, not, not like philosophy of play, say tactical setup. I'm talking, say so four three three. Guardiola's teams yes. and Klopp's to be fair, back four, that, that tight midfield three, six two eights, and the and the yeah. front three, and that's pretty pretty similar. Different 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 patterns of play in terms of what ask Guardiola asks of his players in that tactical setup to, to Klopp. But that's yeah. generally speaking. Yeah, yeah. Now, they've gone to a back three occasion. Different things. Liverpool generally. No, don't. no, I take the point. Yeah, yeah, th- that type of thing. Now Ancelotti's been a little bit different. Actually, for a lot of his career, he's played kind of traditional four four two, and a lot of people. I think he went into Napoli. Uh, when he went into Napoli, Napoli had, had quite a lot of success. Uh, you know, this kind of four-three-three with that holding two number eights and Signor off the left, playing left of uh, three, etc. But he went in there like he went. To, he went to a four-four-two. But at Madrid, he's flipped back to a four-three. So that's for me somebody coming in the door and saying, right. Let's have a look at the playing squad here. What have I got to deal with? How am I get the the best out of these players? Ideally, I want, I'd like to play with a you know four-four-two, but. Haven't got the players here, you know. I think these players can excel in a better, better system. So I'm going to revert to a, a different uh, a tactical setup. So that's like smart for me. That's kind of really smart. As opposed to a manager coming in saying, "This is how I play, my way or the highway." You know, I need a total buying for the players, or you're you're kind of out the door. This is it. This is my philosophy. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bend on it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now you could argue, well, that's impressive. Or oh, that's somebody who knows what he wants, and that's strong management. But I think you can argue that the opposite way uh, for me, just uh, just as easily. And I think Ancelotti's one of them. He goes in, he gets the sense of the uh, the dressing room very quickly, gets an understanding. Didn't have to do that with this Real Madrid team, did he? He knew it. He knew it already. He'd managed a number of these players before, Joe. He obviously, before he even stepped into the dressing room, he knew how he was going to play. And nothing's changed really when he's gone in there. Absolutely, right. They're going to win the league, boys. Maybe fifteen. Yeah. points Joe but in terms you look at the, the setup of the team like Casemiro Cruz and Modric really is the two number eights then so, a couple of lads Vinicius and a couple yeah, of lads yeah. he's tinkered around the edges but basically very, very little uh, changes because clearly he's thought well this you know I've got to get the best there's key players here in this team Modric how do I get the best out of him well, well this, this particular system here Benzema you know what players going to get around him Vinicius so he hasn't tinkered an awful lot but sometimes that's the beauty of his management yeah. no, it's know, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't do open hard surgery when he doesn't no. have to so I'm very taken with all these uh, very glamorous innovative manners they're doing like fusion cuisine and Ancelotti's just knocking yeah, out Shepherd the roast boy. chicken Shepherd. why wouldn't you use the other you what you want to go with there <laughs> Why wouldn't you use the oven? It works. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Big <laughs> pot of order stew, why not? 
Uh, yeah, no, I agree. And and sometimes it's, it's simplicity. It's not like over overcompl- uh, complicating the game for players, like, you know, and it's actually breaking down and quite simplistic. But I think kind of giving your players a little bit of responsibility as well. Some managers would be very dictatorial. I think Guardiola is a bit like that. As, as good a players as he has, Joe. Chance here for City. Um, thought it was gone. Go, oh, let's go. Mares finishes brilliantly. We thought the chance had gone away and then Mares popped in out of screen. <laughs> Oh, Man City, 73 minutes in the clock. Fusion Cuisine wins. Absolutely. Man City, 1-0 up against That was a touch of Japanese tabernacle there from (laughs) from Riyad Mahrez. How often has he done that? He's, you know, the ball's just rolled to him, right-hand side inside the box. He approaches with his left foot. You're thinking he's going to set it out to that far post and he wraps his foot around it, like kids, the defender and the goalkeeper and whips it inside that near post. He's done that a few times. Very so hard to read because I think goalkeepers ha- have to take almost take a step to the right if they're going to stop that shot inside the far post now they're covering the near post if you look at Courtois there I'm sure he's thinking he's going to call this far post yes. he's half leaning to his right hand side and then he whips that ball on the inside he's I only finish. what 10-11 yards out Joe gets a huge amount of power on it it's probably on about a yard of space between Courtois and the near post but he finds it you know what I mean he hits it that whips it that quickly Ah, oh, it's an amazing finish, and Not- he's been a big miss, Joe. Like um, I'm saying, like um, Guardiola for me, saying not overcomplicating the game as he hasn't done the last two games. Yeah, it's the two big games they've had, like the Liverpool games, uh, the the league game at the Etihad, and the cup semi final. This lad was was on the bench, Riyad Mahrez. Like, and that was another one of those decisions that had me scratching my head. For me, he's been the city's best probably forward for the past twelve months or so, uh, Mahrez. I think he's playing at his peak, actually. He's at absolute peak mm. uh, in his career. Goals, assist. I think he's joined goal scorer. That might, he might be sold a leading goal scorer on his own now after that, which is pretty impressive with somebody, again, who plays off the, off the right-hand side. So for me, two big, massive games there to get against Liverpool. You know, he parks him on the on the bench. That surprised me. And that, and that Liverpool game for me was a chance for Liverpool, for City to bury City. I thought Man City played well that day. Liverpool, for me, were a bit out of sorts that game Manchester City yeah. they actually got away with one yeah, yeah. I think we might have spoken about it and I just maybe him on the pitch I know he came on late and he chipped that one over the bar but for me that was another one for me Guardia just scratching your head big game just get your best players on the pitch like I think he's done that the last two games to him to be fair uh, Guardiola in terms of you know um, Jesus down the middle folding and, and Mars in particular off that right hand side that's a surprise like uh, Modric come off he'd done that in the fourth leg as well uh, Ancelotti I've been talking him up but you know, you're really chasing a game five three down. You know, mo- you know, you take Modric off. It's a strange one because I, I watched the Chelsea game, the second leg of the Bernabeu. Modric for me physically was unbelievable. Job. I know. Extra time, yeah. tackling, hunting people down. I might have mentioned. I said this is phenomenal. Thirty six. I know he's not carrying a lot of weight, but thirty a bit like myself and yourself. But even still, hearing around the pitch, making tackles. You know. Ma- and deep into injury time I couldn't believe because I don't remember him doing that even for Croatia at the most recent tournament it was like he was inspired but that's like I mean maybe it was an inspired huge, moment maybe, maybe there's an injury there we don't know about but I know he, he took him off at the uh, Etihad didn't he that, that surprised me kind of force leg and he's done the, he's done the same uh, tonight yeah. that's huge like, but, uh, we have to take a break there'll be no outside of the boot Modric pass <laughs> to rescue things anyway so 15 minutes to go Man City have a two goal advantage you would think even this Real Madrid team well I'm not going to say it because they probably will but uh, Man City looking good our football show coverage is brought to you by Sky watch every uh, big game from the Women's Super League live on Sky Sports we'll take a short break Bravery 
was there and the way they played. And what about Peter O'Mahony? I just oh, thought a sensational performance. Yeah. Jack O'Donoghue and Hodnett. The three of them in the back row. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neil Briggs. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. Welcome back. So Real Madrid nil, Manchester City won on the evening. 5-3 on aggregate now. 12 minutes to go, plus at a time at the Bernabeu. Saw a tweet from Paul Hayward, the sports writer, who said... There are a lot of extremely good players playing very moderately in this Real Madrid-Man City game, which is probably uh, your sentiment. Who do you make favourites for the final? Oh, that's... Do you think Man City are, to the mat is, are Man City the better team? Oh, <laughs> we can't start... That. What do you mean by the better... One-off games against Liverpool, are they the better team? No, I think a lot of things. I think there's so little between them, Joe. I, you know, even in terms of personnel, um, avail, even team selection. I'd argue. I mean, I, I'd never, I'd never predict a win between Liverpool and Manchester City unless I can see the starting eleven for the start. Yeah, sure. For the reasons that I've said. So you know, I see Liverpool team say pretend. Now there's no, there's no, no weaknesses in either. Then don't get me wrong. So you know, I'm not saying here oh, these are the weaknesses in both teams, but. If I see a Liverpool team, for example, and Joel Matip uh, and Trent are playing down the right-hand side of the pitch and they're up against an opposition team who have a kind of real kind of pace in that, uh, potentially in that area of the pitch, I think to myself, oof, you know, slight advantage there to the, to the opposition team. So if City were to, you know, City were to play with like maybe Sterling off the left and Foden down the middle, a bit like the league game, I think they threw Foden uh, left and Sterling down the middle. And I think that was, you know what I mean? The thinking there was, Matsy plays Trent getting himself forward. It's got to be space down that Liverpool right-hand side in behind Joel Matip, who isn't the quickest on the recovery. You know, but Canate plays in that position, suddenly it's different, you know, ridiculously. Yeah. You know, so even small things like that, just in terms of uh, decision-makers, is that close between... I, I, I would lean towards Liverpool. I think Liverpool are the only team, really, that, that worry... Uh, City and Guardiola I think they're the only team around who really get under the skin you know we spoke about this before I mean the type of football that Liverpool play the kind of physicality the kind of uh, dynamism which they, they bring to the game you know the high pressure game that they are, all of that I think City don't find that easy and they've really got inside Manchester City's heads a little bit over the past couple of years so for me if you're asking a one-off game forgetting about potentially exactly who, who lines up although I think it is a factor yeah. for me I, I just lean towards uh, Liverpool out of the two now in the league it's a little bit different see you have the the point advantage and we're factoring in different games what teams they have so all of those come into the equation when we're talking about the league but a one-off game uh, for me it, it's slightly Liverpool obviously like I said depending on the kind of starting lineups in each team and that's a credit to Liverpool how they play the type of football they play yeah. don't try and out football uh, Manchester City like Chelsea will go there and try and go toe to toe them a little bit in terms of possession based on working the ball neatly up the pitch clever triangles and things like that Liverpool do it a slightly different way ball back to front a little bit quicker wide areas plenty of crosses into the box that type of thing press early counter press high intensity yeah you know, we we know we've all seen it. You know what I mean? They've had some success with it, Liverpool, and I think City have a little bit of difficulty with that. Has Thiago won you over a bit more of late? Of late, yeah, it has done. Yeah, we get a few texts off people. Hey, your words, swallow your words, blah blah blah. But <laughs> look, he's been there for two years, eighteen months, two years. You know what I mean? I'm not going to make a judgment call. He's certainly he's certainly playing his best in Liverpool jersey. I'd say the last um, six weeks or so. Yeah. You know, he's he's he's. Um, 
he's making more successful tackles than unsuccessful tackles which isn't usually the, uh, the case with him and we know he's got good quality on the ball and he didn't play well uh, last night as there wasn't a number of players so not going to make a judgement call off the back of one game but I still I still say those um, the qualities which he has uh, I just say those weaknesses are still there just in terms of his, his defensive uh, qualities now p- some people say that's not what, what he was brought to the team and I understand that and I think he does add another string to Liverpool's bow in terms of his the quality of his passing at times I he's gone to very, another level on that front of late hasn't he yeah he has done well and I think you're right because sometimes for me in possession of the ball his passing's too safe I mean I, I'm not I, I'm getting sick of seeing his like pass completion uh Right, because for me, the majority of those passes are sideways or backwards and not really taking opposition players out of the game. So you can forget about all of those passes for me. The passes that really count, which are take opposition players out of the game, which are really forward passes between the lines. They're the ones that really matter. And and, and I agree with you, there have been a number of them over the past maybe month or so. And he has been a, an asset to the team and he has been effective. And that's a good thing to see. And that's another strength of Liverpool's bow going forward. And it'd be interesting to see if... Klopp embraces that where he feels as if he can almost carry Thiago to an extent out of possession because of what he brings to the team in possession that array of passing and quality you know, he, that he, he has in possession he's noteworthy he's making more tackles and good tackles at that as well so everything seems to have come up for whatever reason I'd be interested to hear that from him what he feels has changed I still feel as though Liverpool for me Joe though, it looks as if City gone and uh, Haaland's going to come in that's huge I wouldn't say he's going to take him to the next level. He's not going to make that much, but he's got he's going to improve Manchester City absolutely. It's going to be worth a few no points this yeah. season. And for me, uh, although I wouldn't don't look at that Liverpool team, I think there's an obvious weakness there. For me, I think they can I think they can improve in that central midfield there. I think they can go and get position the position that they're in now could be potential Champions League winners could win the league they've never been in a better position to get some of the best talent probably best young talent I'm talking about to get into the football club yeah. I still feel as if Liverpool need going forward Jordan Henson just on the on the turn a little bit we've seen that this season Klopp can't get him on the pitch for as many minutes got to protect him a little bit uh, so that's going to be the case going forward with him he's not going to have an impact on the team as he has done previously week in week out and I just feel as if Liverpool need to bring a top sacrifice two or three of those midfielders that they have you got a lot of midfielders on the books if that means Keita out Oxlade-Chamberlain out even kind of Minamino uh, players on the periphery uh, get them off the wage bill get 50, 60 million in the bank and then go and spend big on a top class central midfielder and they're out there we know who they are Bellingham like Tushmane, these type of players, outstanding young talent with still more to come who could actually really develop and mature in that environment that Liverpool uh, have at the moment. So I'm not saying Liverpool are desperate for a central midfielder, but I'm saying I, I, I think numbers for me, they could sacrifice two or three and get one really top class, young, hungry, up and coming central midfielder, box to box, you know, Anything Bellingham for me could be any. He's, he's an eight at the moment. He could end up being a six playing in front of a back. He could play anywhere. You know, Tuchman is a little bit similar like that uh, t- to me as well from what I've seen of him. This Camavinga was an interesting one as well. But obviously, Mr. Bowen him looks as if they're not going to get him now. He's at Madrid. They're not going to yeah. be able to tempt him away from there. But that's for me. If I look at Liverpool next season in terms of where the improvement's going to come, that's it. I'm very interested to see if Klopp sees it uh, differently or whether he says, no, perfectly happy with this squad. Sometimes you don't have to tinker. We'll continue as we are, but I still think they need to push a little bit more Liverpool 
Oh, Jack Grealish. He's had a real <laughs> impact since he has uh, come off the bench. He had a couple of runs down the left-hand side and just there, got to the byline, put it across the goal and I don't know how it didn't go in. Mendy it dribbled was, yeah. across the line and uh, Mendy was there, was he? Doesn't matter, the Joe game, game's over. Yeah, they're, 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 I mean, Madrid have kind of had to throw everyone forward now, so City are probably going to score another on the break here. Grealish even in the box as we speak. And there's more to Dummy come from him. shoots Ugh. just wide. And there's more to come. We talk about Haaland coming in, but you can't say they've got everything out of him, Jack, Jack oh. Grealish. There's more to come. You, you 60% say, out of Grealish, have they? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So if he can take his game to the next level, or if... Not, not oh, exactly. It's sa- sorry, it's a save. save from that was, on, by, that was yeah. an amazing effort by Grealish. Not exactly sure. I'm just saying, I'm not sure Guardiola can tap into that with Grealish, to be honest with you, because like you said, he's so regimented in terms of how, how he asks players to play in every position on the pitch. Not exactly sure I can see Grealish necessarily reaching those heights playing that left of a three position. Doesn't look as if he's going to trust uh, trust him in those two central midfield positions, those two number eights. So if he's going to play in this Man City team, it's going to be left of a front three, isn't it? I think yeah. going forward, and I'm not, not necessarily sure you're going to see the very best out Grealish, that kind of free spirit drifting on the inside, receiving the ball in those pockets, centrally dropping up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's going to get that type of commitment from Guardiola kind of going forward so his position will be interesting to see whether it comes a time with him where he thinks am I going to be satisfied with 15-20 starts a season here in this Manchester City team albeit I'm picking up trophies and winners medals I know but if it's gone that way he needs to get out I think it's amazing watching Foden how disciplined Foden is you can tell he's been like schooled uh, thoroughly by the Man City machine because uh, for such a skillful player Man, he doesn't half work. Even watching tonight, he sprints to the man in possession yeah. every every time. He wouldn't yeah, dream does, of jogging yeah. over. Even here we go. Look at this. Straight over. 88 minute, two goals up and he's tracking the run. I don't know if Guardiola trusts Grealish to do what Foden just did there, well, even doesn't. though it was a nothing moment. Yeah, well, he doesn't. Otherwise, he, he'd would play he be, more. Would he, would he be right not to trust Grealish there? Would you back Grealish to do what Foden just did there, which was sprint over no. and then track the runner? Yeah, that's the problem. No, I, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But... but but then I suppose the argument is can you find a position for him in the team I'm talking about Thiago it might get to a point where you think he's got to play because of that quality which he's bringing us in possession you know finding players in pockets and quality the final ball and chipping in maybe he needs to chip in with a few more goals so can we carry him can we carry him in any area of the pitch Klopp might think well yeah I know he's def- defence he's got a couple of little deficiencies there but I don't mind and they are little deficiencies like I presume there are very few midfielders that have real technical prowess and can change a game going forward. I presume everyone has some weakness. Yeah, but I, I, I think there's a bit, for the majority of Thiago's career, like, um, they'll be going over all ground here. Yeah, yeah. For me, I, I just don't think, uh, he, he can't tackle. He's one of the few players for me, I don't think he can, he understands how to tackle. If you look at Thiago, even when he's winning tackles, he's off he's off the ground, he's kind of two-footed. I know what you mean. Throwing himself in. That, 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 that's a classic example for somebody who doesn't understand actually how to tackle. Madrid have just scored the first of the two they're about to score in these uh, dying <laughs> seconds. 89 minutes on the clock, 1-0 on the night. Now it's back to 5-4. There's a raised Ancelotti eyebrow. Bro, the classic uh, raised eyebrow <laughs> from Ancelotti. Why have we left it? As if to say, why have we left it so late? Yeah, Benzema far post, sticks it across and it's directed in. So we're at 1-0 on the night. Madrid need another. Yeah, good anticipation from Rodrigo. You wouldn't have said there was a goal coming and Benzema just helps it back into the six-yard box, doesn't he? That near post area. And Edison actually reads it and comes out. He looks as if he's going to deal with it, but he yeah. just kind of hesitates a little bit. And Rodrigo travelling full pelt, just get Nick's in front of him to flex it into the net. There will be six minutes <laughs> of added time. 
Liverpool supporters might get that uh, Real Madrid final are that we, they're praying we, for. Are we staying for penalties? What's the plan? <laughs> You've a taxi book. Take away Leo Bordocks, <laughs> Liveroo. What do you That's, reckon? Well, listen, I mean, geez, six minutes suddenly. Won't be paying for I know that. <laughs> no change there. Uh, suddenly, uh, Man City would be feeling a bit queasy. Almost again. So Madrid are going to go for this. We're going to take a very uh, short break just so we're with you for the final couple of minutes. Our football show coverage is brought to you by Skywatch. Big games from the Women's Super League live on Sky Sports. So Madrid need a goal to bring this to extra time. They have five and a half minutes to do it. Back in one sec. Oh, stop. This is unbelievable. Madrid actually did score. <laughs> it's just... Oh my god! Right as we went to the ad break, they did score the second that we promised you. It's five all on aggregate. It is two one to Real Madrid on the night. They are pushing for a third. Man City are on the rack here. Three minutes to go of out of time. I think there's going to be a goal here somewhere. Either City counter attack, or it feels more likely Madrid are going to win this. So it was uh, Rodrigo again. I didn't even know who'd scored it. Rodrigo in the 90th minute. Rodrigo in the 91st minute. What happened with this 91st minute goal? I didn't even see it. Oh, it's phenomenal. I couldn't believe what I was saying. Got to be honest with you. Danny Carver had put an unbelievable cross in, whipped it around uh, Jack Grealish into the centre of the goal. It's one of those situations you're just looking at your two centre-halves, Laporte and Diaz, and saying, look, if ever we need you, this is now just go and head it. Win your head it. And Rodrigo, he's not a joint, is he, Joe? In terms of centre-forward, he's just... No, he's not. Just got in front of Diaz. I think Diaz is looking at Laporte thinking, you're going you're gonna to deal with this. He doesn't. Drifts over his head. Oh! Phil Foden just blazed one over from 16 yards out. Yeah, and look, just Sandy uh, Rodrigo, great header, great header into the top so corner. Was Unbelievable. It, was it more you'd give Rodrigo credit than Man City defenders not getting to the ball, yeah? Oh, no, no. you got to. We, we're talking about Jack Grealish, aren't we? In terms of his defensive work, does he track back in? Trusting him. One of those examples. And he gets out there, to be, to be fair to Carvajal, but ultimately doesn't stop the cross. Can he get that half a yard closer? They're showing the Jack Grealish chance there when he went around the keeper 2-0. We yeah. dismissed it, didn't we? Yeah. doesn't really matter. The yeah. game's over. <laughs> I actually said that. We didn't say I'm just trying to bring you into well, Sorry, it. I asked you who'd win the final. <laughs> the correct answer was Real Madrid. <laughs> I was saying Liverpool supporters won Real Madrid. That's the one they want. They might, they might still get it. But it's you? absolutely phenomenal. It's unbelievable. It's amazing, like no inclination there, a little bit of desperation, you'd say. Ancelotti making the changes, has to, has to make him chasing the game. We're saying, Modri, what's he doing? Yeah, Bringing, yeah. What, what's he doing? I what does Ancelotti makes the it's over. <laughs> and Rodrigo, amazing. Well, he's, he's a funny one, isn't he? Venetia's got all the headlines the last corner. He's been brought in for a decent money. Venetia, the boat came in for 40, 45 million. Oh, 21 years of age. Yeah, yeah. And Rodrigo, you know, hasn't been on the periphery of a little bit, hasn't had the impact certainly this season that Venetia's has, but. It's come up some two absolutely massive goals uh, this evening. First goal was sharp, Joe. Just anticipation, getting across uh, Edison. But that's that sec. I, I still think, I have a feeling, Essential gets a flick on that before it arrives on Rodrigo's head. And that's unbelievable, Joe, because they're only five yards apart. Mm. Usually a, a player in front gets a flick on it, that's it. It hits the top of your head, goes the opposite direction. Someone tweeted me, never knock a good roast chicken. <laughs> <laughs> stick it in the box get your head on it we're fine oh, and do you know what actually in hindsight the Benzema touch back across for the first goal the cushioned left footed touch he's just quality isn't he yeah it was yeah yeah I wouldn't overplay that one now Joe okay. Okay, it was unbelievable Kenny he had, it was only court, it was not no pressure all <laughs> he could do was really cushion it to that near post I know, I know, I know. but in, under the pressure in the moment I'm not overplaying it I'm just noting it yeah but you're right in terms of so that caller coming in the rows so you, you look at those goals in terms of how they've been created 
For, a forced goal is just like, you know, hopeful cross to the back, but just putting yeah. it into a good area. But sorry, this is why Ancelotti doesn't grab you because like these goals are just little punts in there's nothing to yeah, it yeah but you might you, you, you might as well say the same about Klopp oh just yeah hopeful crosses in no. from the sides from Trent no no but they're good quality there's but, nothing but, hopeful about Trent crosses but, they, but this is what I'm telling you Joe even at this level that ball from Danny Carvajal that he puts in oh no these, as ball. a defender this is this is what you don't want to deal with sure flat balls whipped in delivered with pace people arriving into the box sure, sure. you know you're getting twisted up do you head it do you stick with your runner what you know, this uh, football like that really puts pressure on the opposition defenders. And you and Manchester City have buckled in the last yeah. kind of five minutes of that game. I'm seeing it here. Yeah, it's a great cross, it's a great header, isn't it? It's gone full time. We're headed for extra time. <laughs> this is just unbelievable. I think it's a disgrace if we don't stay here and cover this extra time. <laughs> This just because your missus, you, you, just because you promised your missus, you'd, you'd have a takeaway. You'd have a your takeaway Chinese, you'd be back in, indoors at 10.45. Who's your favourite here? To go through? Oh, well, you'd have to. You'd have to lean towards Madrid at the moment and for the obvious reason, just in terms of momentum. I mean, City have to pick themselves. That's a big, that's a big uh, speech Guardiola has to make now to his players and decide that pitch in terms of picking them they up. They really didn't manage that game well to up City. It was a Grealish running out and they're on the counter and that's all great and everything and I think they got caught up in that. Nah, no, you're wrong there. But, you're wrong there. No, no, no. They should have managed that have, game better. No, but are you, but that's if you were saying, oh, they gave up the initiative and they were getting pummeled for the last 20 minutes of that second half, I'd agree with you. But they were comfortable. They were looking as if they were the ones who going to get the third goal. Joe, that's not a team which isn't managing the game. That's a team which it looks as if it's going to go and get the third and fourth goal, which they could have done with Grealish. So it was just a, sometimes, Joe, it's just a small no, period, I, two or three minutes uh, in the game. It just tore. That's the beauty of the game, isn't it? It, it just tore. It is the beauty of the game. But you know, there was a degree of in, in going for it the way they did with Grealish, like it was almost counter attack. Yeah, but, no, but those goals Keep they conceded, take went, the sting but they went hit on the counter attack, Joe. It wasn't as if committing players high up the pitch, which they can do. No, but and keep, Madrid had kicked them off. Would you not say keep let's keep possession here? Let's let's get Madrid. They've made subs there. They're already thinking, God, we're out here, we're two goals down. Let's make them chase after I, the ball. I would a bit say, more. no, for me it's individual. Those both goals they conceded, they've almost got every player behind the ball. So now it's about individual responsibility in the round the box, do your job. Jack Grealish have got close to Danny Carvajal can you stop that cross coming into the box Agreed. once it comes in two matches City centre-halves win that forced header if you can't win it Diaz can you go and block off Rodrigo Diaz doesn't get off the ground when that, when Rodrigo has that ball in today doesn't get off the ground doesn't really make a huge amount of contact with him either so it's getting into Edison again when, when uh, Benzema cushions that ball could, could he be a little bit more decisive at the near post can Diaz react to the run of Rodrigo so for me that's an individual defensive quality I agree quality. in all those moments I agree in all those moments but I'm thinking what would Man City have done in so many games there they would have made you chase after that ball Bum, 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 bum. They would have ground you into misery, and then Madrid would have stopped chasing after ten minutes of that. <laughs> and then it'd be, and then they probably no, would. That's a stretch. No, I don't, I don't think. I understand the point that you're trying to make, but I don't think it stands up in this particular occasion. I just feel as if a three, four minute moment at the end of the game with Madrid pushing, throwing a bit of a kamikaze stuff, throwing crosses into the box, and just saying to Manchester City, "Can you keep your composure? Can you defend your box for for four or five minutes?" And the answer was no. City couldn't do it. Whew. So what are you doing? Is your missus been out? She sent you about three texts, and see, <laughs> your missus, where are you? You promised me you'd be back half ten. <laughs> oh dear, we are saying good night here on News Talk. We may keep oh, going. We may keep going. Unbelievable. We may keep going on our social channels. We'll see. See if we can get some Leo Burns. See what we can organise. Champions League. It's not the Carabao Cup fourth round, Joe. <laughs> Champions League semi final. 
Oh dear. Oh my God. Well, we're headed for extra time one way or another. Just leave the mic on. I'm staying here. Get yourself home. We'll tell your missus you're on your way. Just leave the mic on. Kenny Cunningham with you between 10 and midnight. Someone tell Tom Dunn. <laughs> and OTBAM with you tomorrow morning. Kenny will still be here then. Right, good night. <laughs>